Hey, what's good, everyone? It is Samir from Beat Final Podcasts. Hope you're all well. Just taking this quick time to uh, make a little shout out to our sponsors. Definitely recommend this one. Check it out. This podcast is sponsored by the Music Producers Guild of New Zealand, Aotearoa. The Music Producers Guild is an advisory service that assists and empowers our music producer industry here in New Zealand. Members get personalized contracts for their music production, free Serato Studio Sample and DJ Pro, access to discounted audio equipment and software, and advice from industry professionals. Buy your plugins through the Music Producers Guild website to help support us all in growing our community. For more information and to sign up as a member, please visit www.mpgnz.co.nz. Huge shout out to the Music Producers Guild of New Zealand for sponsoring Beat Fino. Super, super stoked to be able to share such a positive, positive driving force for New Zealand music on the world stage. Uh, please check them out. Super stoked to be uh, in the guild myself. And I know for a lot of you guys wanting to take their music to the next level, uh, super, super honored to have this opportunity to be around the industry professionals and uh, soak up all the benefits. Back to here to the podcast. Thank you so much all for uh, hanging in and enjoying this testimony so far. Feel free to uh, pop a little message in to our page. Let us know how you've enjoyed this podcast. And stay tuned for more B-Fino episodes. But here, back to the podcast. Here on B-Fino Podcasts. Welcome everyone to B-Fino Podcasts. I believe you're on 22 slash 23. And uh, this week we have Digi. What's good, my man? Yo, what's up, my man? <laughs> oh, such a blessing and honour to have you here, my bro. And um, yeah, it's, it's an honour to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool to um get back into things. So it's actually for people listening. I did take a bit of a break, but um, yeah, I decided, hey, let's keep the podcast going. Thanks to everyone's support who's listening in. You have kept this running this far. So uh, <laughs> massive ups to everyone around New Zealand. Peace, love, and abundance. But um, yeah, without further ado, man. Um. How's things been going for you, Viamo, bro? Oh, it's been been pretty good lately, buddy. Uh, I mean, like the COVID thing is a bit of a pain, you know. Everyone, I mean, you probably get that all the time on the podcast. No, we do, you know? Everyone, everyone ripping on COVID, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's been, a story. That's why I was like, no, such a yeah. such a you know stone in the pond, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, especially like when I was doing a music podcast, I'm like, oh, this is just like the beautiful story and testimony. Yeah, yeah. no, there's um, I've been on a few, or oh, maybe one or two, three podcasts uh, during you know since COVID and stuff, and it's just always been like, oh, how's COVID treating you? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you know, the same as everyone else. It's a Pretty big pain in the backside. Eh? <laughs> just in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, just in case you know, no one else has that problem. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been pretty good. I mean, like the the um, lockdown at the beginning of the year was was um, you know, actually more of a blessing actually uh, in terms of like you know the music and stuff. I mean, because like you know there was there was all like. You know the the everything iwi related was popping off, yeah, and it was yeah. it was going good, and I got wrapped up in that, and yeah, no, it's it's 
it's you know give or take (laughs) it's so good to find that blessing and i I know so many people on the podcast have shared now just tapping into that blessing of that time there especially um yeah like Mm. finding like something you love so much kind of having like this (laughs) kind of no excuses period where you kind of like you have Mm. some sort of time now to do it so it's cool to see the uprising as well of um, people who are just getting into it now. I mean, like, you could obviously see the amount of DJing that, like, oh, into it. I was so sick of live streams by the end of lockdown. Eh? I, was, <laughs> I was just like, oh, there's another one. Like, it was like, you know, one night you'd be like to a friend, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll watch your, your live stream. And then, like, next minute, there's like three of your other friends are like, oh, can you watch my live stream? And I'm like, nah, sorry, I can't. Yours is happening at the same time as this person and this person. And it was just like, Oh hell! <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's that's actually a um a funny thing there for people who don't know. Like um, from what I from what I recall, like with the whole um funding that we did with you know Auntie Jacinda and all that, what actually happened was um mm. they've set it up so if anyone's kind of streaming around this time um, and plays their own music, that technically you know as long as you've got some sort of audience which on the internet is very easy to do and everyone else is up to nothing oh, so that whole yeah. virtual you know when people are doing virtual events and stuff yeah like there actually is a way to claim performance royalties with that so, like through APRA and stuff yeah 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 really oh I should have been live streaming. Jeez. <laughs> the news is you still have yeah a couple of weeks because they 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 did say it was full of September as well there. So um, I've I've, I've been meaning to do it myself because I know there'll be a few kids listening and um yeah the idea is um there's still a few like obviously you can't just cream it but yeah like that there is um something everyone who has been missing out on performances um yeah. has the opportunity for especially. The government's really wanting to get behind that for mental health and the positivity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, so, yeah, it's kind 100%. of one hundred percent. It's kind of it's like some silver lining there, right? Eh? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, there, there, there's that good thing, but then at the same time, there's like Facebook and and um, Twitch, and they're more tightening up on their copyrights and their their takedowns and exactly. And yeah, that's things are back down again. To a point now where people who like are the producers or the writers of the song are getting tracks taken I don't realize it's them you know 100% that's sort of like the same thing with like what's what happened with SoundCloud a while back hey when like I think it was Martin Garrix or someone like uploaded their own song and it got taken down for copyright infringement and stuff like that and it's just it's just you know can't trust the machines exactly exactly No, I totally feel you on that, eh? So, um, um, yeah, like like we've been saying, good and bad with all of that stuff, eh? Good and bad. Yeah. But no, that's awesome, bro. And, and for everyone listening in, um, just to kind of like introduce yourself real briefly, um, yeah, give us a bit of a background, how um, what you do in music at the moment and how you got into it. Oh, uh, well, I guess like, oh, damn. This is all, you know, you always get to ask this question and you always like, you always like practice it, eh? And you're like, you know, then someone actually asks it to you, eh? And you're like, oh, damn, where do I begin? <laughs> oh, um, I suppose like, uh, well, I grew up in, you know, where I am right now in, in the middle of, you know, ass fuck nowhere. Um, well, not, not really. It's not like, you know, there's like a little village, it's like a village type of, you know, thing. 
a group of you know houses that are in the middle of nowhere and like um i don't know it was sort of like when i was about 10 years old or something like that i really like thought um because you know like as i said before like dad was always into stereo gear and stuff so we always had you know really big speakers and stuff and i think at about like 10 years old i decided oh wouldn't it be cool to like do djing or something like that and then sort of like you know i i sort of just you know started doing stuff and i mean i had all the gear and stuff and um i think i think when i was like about 10 years old i or maybe 13 years old maybe 12ish i started like um like importing like because that was the industry that i wanted to be in right so i thought oh yeah well i i better make i need some money to do that type of thing right so i was like oh yeah well I want a laser light, right? And then I bought one and it was like a four-in-one Chinese thing that came from, um, that was on eBay, right? Which in all fairness was a really, really good DMX controlled laser light, but, and it was like four-in-one. So you got like four lasers in one thing. And I was like, wow, this is only like $200. I could sell this to people in New Zealand for 400 and get more. And so I did that for a little bit. And this was when I was like 12. And then I, had a like a bit of a sell up and went and you know bought some things and then this happened and that happened and then you know it, it i you know had all this gear and i was like oh yeah sweet and then like about when i was like 13 i heard um like the most inspirate from the most ins like my idol you know uh, i heard bangerang by skrillex and i was like whoa what is this and then, um, you know, that's sort of how like production happened. And I ended up getting Ableton, um, didn't quite like it, sort of moved around to every DAW. So pretty much tried all of them. And then um, ended up coming all the way back around full circle back to Ableton in like my first year of high school. And then it just, you know, everything, <laughs> just everything came after that, eh? Wow, yeah, yeah. So you, I think you would have got into it around about the same time I did, where like, um, I think mm. first year of high school is when it all hit me, but like second year is when I actually started to finally figure out where to start. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I understand that. that, that and and yeah. it is actually so, so huge when you realize like that, at that time when Skrillex is starting to really emerge, like um, the actual the actual like narrative became like DJs are the new rock stars. So it was like yeah. the whole, yeah. whole like flood of oh, yeah. everything new about music once had just till today. Cause yeah, that, oh, that was like an industrial revolution of music. Hey, destroyed everything. Hey, it's like goes down in like history, like in 10 years, 20 years time, yeah. you're teaching kids in school is like the music industrial revolution. Like it's, it's 100%. I mean, like some of the sounds were in an industrial revolution. I mean, like excision and like scary monsters and nice sprites and, you know, like Zomboy and all of them coming out of things. And it just, yeah. I wish we could go back to that time actually. I like the dubstep from back then. That's not right. gonna lie. <laughs> exactly. And everyone was just doing the um the video of like dubstep in the background when they were like dancers and stuff, like the slow motions and like UKF was really like Or like yeah. the um Britain's Got Talent and stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like started to see like this new way to dance the music as well, right? 
Yeah, they're really robotic. Like, um, oh, what was it called? The Robot Boys, I think it was. Some stuff like that. Oh, I don't know if you know who the Robot Boys are. I think they were on some dance competition ages ago, or like um, Jabberwocky, or yeah, no, no? <laughs> you know any of them? If I saw, if I saw like a like one of those talent show things, I would be like, oh yeah, I saw that because oh, hey. like this is stuff when I was coming home from school, I had all the time in the world to see it. And like, um, yeah. I think David Guetta was like a huge one for me, bro. Like yeah. just him like starting to get into like the house with um, things like Black Eyed Peas and just like this huge yeah. mix between the pop um, that kind of like was, it used to kind of have this country vibe to it or like, um, yeah, kind of like um, acoustic, and then they really started to yeah. find like the electronic version of all those sounds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever get into like pop music growing up, bro? Um, I, I, I'm like pop music to me is like my as an electronic music producer, sort of like a bit of a guilty sin. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I've I've never been like um, back. I suppose like now it's sort of like. For me, I don't really like listen to electronic music as much as I used to. Like, mm. it doesn't. Like, I don't like listening to the music that I make. It just because you're listening to it all the time, and it just sort of you just get really sick of the sound, and you just want to. Yeah. Like when I listen to music, it's always like you know, um, yeah, yeah. like uh, you know, like pop music and like um, rap and you know anything else that's not electronic <laughs> i totally feel it. especially as mm. um, like the whole dj culture as well there's almost like um there's no way to get around the fact you kind of make music knowing that like djs may want to come in and out of it so like when yeah. you start getting into it eh, bro, you start learning about this whole intros and outros and, yeah like, there's like a yeah. specific structure eh, that you have to follow and you're like well i'm gonna go with the intro build up drop <laughs> Then something in the middle, then build up, drop, and it's just the same thing over and over again. And you're just like, oh, well, this is not fun. <laughs> I'm on the same vibe as you, bro. Where I quickly learn, cool, like the music where like DJs probably couldn't play. That's that's like or mix for lack of a better phrase, like that. There is so, mm. such a great like refresher for kids like us who are just really really got into electronic eh? and mm-hmm. i think um it's quite cool to see a lot of new zealand people get into pop too now eh? oh yeah like um oh there's heaps of um good pop music coming out of new zealand at the moment yeah. eh? like it's got a and it's got like a real specific sound to it eh? sort of like um like a lot of the pop music sort of like on the vibes of um it's got angelic oh. vibes as well eh? like yeah like, yeah i can't oh. It's very spacious though, like that, like atmospheres that like people are coming mm. up now. It's almost like um, reverb has become an instrument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like it was, it was like uh, an instrument back in like the, I think it was the nineties where they'd have the gated reverb, eh? Yeah, yeah. It was like the one number one, like mainly the only reverb you could get back then. Yeah, on, you know, yeah. That's on its way back, eh? Yeah, vintage yeah, yeah. reverb. Like, <laughs> the, the reverb, since computers have gotten better at performance, like the whole world of reverbs kind of opened up to everyone, hasn't it? Yeah. 
I mean, the geekier the better. I mean, I can get pretty geeky sometimes, eh? Yeah, and everyone kind of knows the background for me as well so it goes without saying but um yeah kind of moving a bit more for the journey there my man um was there sort of like a did you find like the progression from i mean getting into djing was it like djing first in production or was it like both at the same time what was the sort of journey for you there my bro uh oh i mean hmm. i don't know it was sort of like uh you know, like, as I said, like, I got into DJing when I was, like, um, 10 years old. And then when I was 13, sort of got in, uh, started getting into production more. Um, but it's sort of, like, when when the, when the I turned 13, then it all became, like, about production, eh? And then, like, somewhere when I came back to, like, the age of 16, that's when I started getting into actually going out and DJing type of thing. And it just... Yeah, I don't know. It, it it sort of just happened there and then something happened there and then it came back, I guess. Yeah, it's a real natural progression too. Like, mm. you almost can't keep track of the steps. So I always like to just pop that question out because I can't, everyone has their own sort of like visualization of just how, how some of, so much of it crosses over, eh, bro? Especially yeah. with um, like live DJs who like perform their production now, eh? It's like Dead Mouse, literally. Oh, He's yeah, yeah. No, there's some... Um, as a you know, uh, do you know who uh, K-Lab is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. Oh, I went to, I saw him on, um, I think it was the... Oh, some, I think, yeah, I think it was the first day of this year, or it might have been um, the 2nd of January, something like that. I was in New Plymouth, and uh, I was visiting some old family friends with my mum, and um, she was, oh, come on, let's go to the Festival of Lights and we'll go watch um, this DJ. What's his name? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. I saw his, I saw his um, thing was funk and I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then when I got there, that was the most awesomest thing I've, I've seen, like, anyone perform. Like, when he got up there with his guitar and he started playing and I was like, damn, this is, this is the shit. This is, yeah. this is what more people should do. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome man and um yeah because i think k-lab was kind of like one of those beautiful examples like correct me if i'm wrong he's new zealand he's a new zealander right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I know he's from new zealand so he is a new zealand but bro like legit just managed to really represent on the world stage hey eh? i'm pretty yeah. sure called, and it's just so it's such a testimony as well because um I've seen the recall he did a collab with Opio um, and just like the amazing sort of like uprising of not just bass music and sort of traditional form, but like that funk aspect, they bringing in yeah. like guitar on stage. hundred percent. He's got such a, like, I don't know what about it, but just when, when the funk basses come in, it's just got such a, like, I don't know. He's got the he's got the right tonality of it, eh? It just it just moves the inside organs. <laughs> so just harmonic and natural. Yeah, I love I love to kind of like touch on this as well because um, there's something I'm on definitely on the journey too is is trying to learn instruments. I can't play any at the moment. Oh <laughs> mate, I've, I I can sort of play what I want to on a keyboard, but I mean, oh, I I did play Glockenspiel in um you know uh primary intermediate which was this is a xylophone pretty much um but other than that no no i'm not really that musical either, <laughs> to be honest 
<laughs> yeah, no, I shot my bone. It's, it's speaking of um, kind of coming in with that sort of approach of like not always having the musical background. I know for me, like I didn't have anyone musical in my family at all, but I, I just saw little snippets of people who kind of didn't just bring sound with their DJing and, and, and the production, but like they bought a feeling. So I remember when I was like mm. five years old, um, I think I like, wrote a letter into um DJ Vinyl Richie on what now and the thing was like oh, <laughs> like childhood days and I actually didn't know anything about what the guy was doing. All I thought was man he looks cool. He's on the special like spot. He's on like a boot. <laughs> always like keeping it real like like OG like I'm the man, you know, like this is me. And he just always he would always do a scratch up on the show. And yeah. like you could tell when he was doing that like he was it was almost showing like a flip the script sort of thing. Like he could just mm. like I, I swear there was a, a part of the show, bro, where he like scratched for a minute straight on like on the track just for the show. And um, whatever whatever happened to capture me when I was five years old, like barely <laughs> barely had any idea what I was seeing. I just literally somehow managed to write in. Must have got my mom to help me post the letter, and I happened to tune in. Like literally, chuck the TV on. I was five. I think seconds before he um, read out this letter, like on the actual show that morning, because oh. the show when it was posted, I watched it late. But when I did start turn the TV on, it, it literally live TV. He was reading out my letter and like, <laughs> oh far out, that's wicked. Yeah, I forgot that right up to like eighteen, uh, and so I like that moment didn't even make sense to me because I was five, and so like my whole life I didn't know that happened until eighteen. It just happened, like it just something just connected in my brain. It's like, what's oh, the Like that, that, that was something that happened yeah. when you was five because I can't actually see like a genuine reason I got into DJing apart from. Um, my mum just said, Samir, you're on the computer for too long. And so, like, she took the computer away. I was on the TV. She took that away. And, like, the only thing I had left, bro, was an FM radio on my Nokia, bro. <laughs> so, so, so that's kind of like my story of, like, DJ. Like, it's, it's cool to know that in electronic music, you don't need, like, um, to always just come from music in the family or something like no. that. It's just, no. it's so open, like, People get into it through dance crews and, and through video yeah. games. Like, I think um, Porter Robinson got, got into it through, like, that dancing video game. Oh, so, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't know much about Porter Robinson, in all honesty. Yeah, um, yeah no, nah, I, I, I guess, like, uh, the really awesome thing about it is it's like a rabbit hole, eh? Well, like, once you learn something, you're like, damn, that, that sounds kind of cool. What can I do with this? And then you just... I suppose like it mainly only happens with curious people, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, bro. But um, no, it's so it's so cool to like see those little things that line up there, and in, in terms of just how open music is, and and sort of touching more now that we've kind of like looked through the story there, my bro. A lot of people may feel inspired to get into DJing, um, and if they're listening in, they might they might not know where to start, um. I mean, any words of advice or is it just go head first? And uh, I mean, like, when I, when I started DJing, I mean, like, we, we, me and a couple friends, whenever we were on our way to, like, um, so, like, because my school was so small, we had to go to, like, when, like, 
at intermediate if we wanted if we were going to technology we had to go to technology at like um Waipak school or um oh now it was Waipawa school right and so like we had to catch a we like the whole the the whole class would get on the bus right and then we'd go there right and then on the bus right we would have the um you know the DJ app when that first wow. came out yeah. right and we would sit there on our iPods and stuff and we'd be mixing music the whole way to um to technology and stuff and it was just always like you know DJing on the bus type of thing just find um, them yeah yeah that was yeah. like the most kind of like unintentional way where it's just it's like a game though when you're yeah, on your feet. 100% and you got like the touchpad and it's like you can you can do the flank flanger and stuff with the with the touchpad and the the um you know reverb and like um beat effects and stuff and um i don't know that's all that like whenever someone asks me that's what i always just I say like either go straight for dj or um go for virtual dj oh yeah. uh, oh i miss that <laughs> i shouldn't say miss it because i still use it from time to time <laughs> really i don't i don't even have it on my computer like i used to use um tractor before i before i started using pioneer and stuff because i mean like i was real like hated um record box because uh record box doesn't have as good uh well when i switched over it didn't have as good a um like it couldn't recognize the bpm as well as tractor could but then at the same time record box like i i think tractor can now but back then tractor couldn't do like tempo increases inside of a song like it wouldn't increase the like you know tempo on the grid and stuff and so that was a real like you know, un until that moment, I was I was like really into Tractor, and then like everyone, like my mentor and stuff, uh, who uh, like took me under his wing when I was sixteen and stuff. He um he had CDJs, so you know, <laughs> yeah, well, Tractor doesn't really quite well. It works with CDJs. It's just a pain in the ass to set up every time. Yeah, no, exactly, and 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 I I really just had my my uh, bump in with Pioneer sort of by. No other choice than eventually, like, it was pushed upon me, right? And then yeah. that's, that's a lot of DJs would go through it, eh, where it's like, they say, club standard, like, this is fine. Yeah. And, and it's quite cool to even just get that that first kind of, like, glimpse of, cool, maybe I can do this. Um, <laughs> you know, like, everything from having to record box your, like, you know, analyze your yeah. That's, like, a whole art in itself almost. So it's quite cool to... Um, to just I mean, know there's those like common experiences a lot of people going into it will have to go through eh? i mean like putting everything on a usb is just a way better experience eh, than having to take a whole laptop to your gig and set it up and stuff whereas like you know if you just export everything from record box you just take the usb and you just plug it into the mixer and everything just works and i mean like and it, it just always felt you know, you always felt cooler with a with a twelve thousand dollar mix Usually, the time comes where you can, uh, you know, set a configuration on the figure, like you just plug it in and it. Oh like, yeah, and it's like whenever you find a new feature too, it's like, whoa, that's so cool! I didn't know that existed. Yeah, um, yeah, I know, but um, I suppose something I don't like about Pioneer being the the like club standard and stuff is like um you know the new CDJs that came out 
Oh, no, I haven't right. been able to properly look at them. <laughs> oh, have you had a look at them? All I saw was the figure they reset, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Troy, Troy's like, oh, yo, these are so sick and stuff. And, you know, it is cool that they've got all these new features and stuff. But it just irritates the hell out of me that two years ago, Denon came out with a way better version. It's got more features. It's got, you know, half the price tag. Yeah. And it works better. And it just, it just oh. and you can stream on them. You can do all of these things. But no, you can't do And, okay. Okay, so on the Denon one, right, you can do multi-touch on the screen, right? The Pioneer ones, you can't even do that. And... They have um they don't have a glass screen like the denim ones do. So it's like it's like when you press on it, it's like that old L C D screen like where you press into it and you can see the pressing down of the pixels yeah. and stuff and it just oh yeah. I mean I haven't used them. I mean that's that's cool if they work and stuff, but I mean I'm just I, I mean Pioneer could have done a lot more but they chose not to and it just oh it just pisses me off actually. <laughs> it's such a high price tag. It's literally like Yeah. You're paying for that brand. <laughs> yeah, but like that's the that's the funniest figures like like it's quite cool to see how brands create their own like um like security in the industry, like even with oh, um, yeah. software and stuff, over like one hundred percent. Softwares get big. I mean, um, you might have looked into some of the plugins now that are gaining traction, like arcade output, um, from Ooh. output and things like even, um, you know, all the rent to own and and like stuff like mm. that. Actually, more on the positive side, the fact that something like Serens become rent to own and um, oh, that was such a wicked thing too. I mean, like um. It was a pain because, like, uh, you know, when Serum came out with the with the rent to own, right? Yeah. It was like, um, like I always used to pirate my plugins, right? And I never bought any. Serum is the only one I've ever bought. The yeah. reason being is because when they first came out with that rent to own, there was no cracks for it because it was because no one felt the need to because it was rent to own. So it was, it, it was. I had to. I had to bite the bullet and actually pay for things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same story for me because <laughs> like there was enough updates there to like piss off the uh, correct teams from keeping up with it. Each oh time. yeah, hard out. Yeah, yeah. Loading <laughs> presets was always a pain, eh? Because like yeah, you yeah, have yeah. the right version, and it was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's this thing you're just struggling to like try and learn like behind the scenes how the sound's made and you go ahead to open the sound and you can't it's like oh yeah oh that was such a pain but it was actually pretty cool how like you couldn't if you didn't have the registered version you could still load the sounds yeah yeah and yeah. but you just couldn't edit them and i mean that that i thought that was a really awesome feature because you could like still listen to the whole rest of the track and like you know the things that you did have you could you know have yeah, a look yeah, at and things like that it was yeah yeah not that's the <laughs> figures like to actually see that sort of like industry like meeting people halfway thing compared to like early yeah. 90s like there's still like early days of digital like uh foundations coming from like what used to be you have to pay to get to the studio and like imagine trying to yeah. be a, like a music musician back then and it's oh, like, um, mate. <laughs> like, now we just consider like the rite of passion, passage to express ourselves with music, eh? And it's like back then, 
you almost have to like sell a kidney or whatever you know. Imagine like oh back before plugins even came, before computers were being used. Like I mean, you literally had to sell your house to buy any of the compressors or like oh like in um. If you, if you wanted like to mix your track, you needed a physical mixer to mix each track and to get one big enough to do a whole track, you know, an SSL mixer is like, is literally the price of a small house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. House deposit. Oh. But no, it's really just, it's so cool as well to know that they're like, coming around of the older kits. Like I remember when I first got into DJing, like I got shunned upon for like, daring to not use turntable like there was the old oh yeah well, like, when you got that i'm 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 a little bit younger than you yeah, guys yeah. <laughs> and like it, it wasn't even so much that it was more just like there was just those one or two like odd people there um that really just like they could have seen that i could have had something to start with there but it was almost like i was just gonna crush this down and say start start you know you need turntables and i realized actually it's so cool to just use what you have and 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 let go of the attachment of how it comes to be like um mm. some of those first first mixes i ever done for shows i literally virtual dj'd them you know we're talking first <laughs> mix virtual dj'd it you know like so much cool cool little testimonies of hey no one even noticed it's the music yeah from the heart 100 percent. i fully feel i feel that because like I mean, like, no no one on the dance floor gives a flying fuck if you've got bugging sync on, eh? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, well, I don't use sync very often because I always get the trouble of, like, um, I accidentally forget, I always forget to turn it off and it ends up warping my track and stuff like that, so I always try and avoid it. But, like, um, like when I first started, like, everyone would be like, oh, you shouldn't use sync, and I'm like... Fam, who cares? They yeah. everyone's enjoying themselves, you know. Yeah. I mean, until until I, you know, try and mix two tempos that are too far yeah. apart, but yeah. like. Yeah. Exactly, and and that's the good thing is there's so much more understanding of like the skill of production as well. So like, I, I remember a lot of DJs got caught out for syncing, but they because they were so good at production, one could argue like the the skill it takes to produce yeah. goes beyond any like any like. If it's a one hundred percent, I mean, uh, I feel like um, a lot of people that are like, um, so I got I got a few DJ friends that have been like in the industry for a while. Like, um, oh, do you know do you know um, Jay Rasic? Yes, nice. Yeah, so so um, Jay and like, uh, what about uh, Shane Hawkins? Like yeah, um, DJ nice. Harrogate. Yeah, so like um, a couple of it, like. Uh, maybe every now and then they're like oh can you teach us some 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 production skills and stuff and i'm like yo i'm always keen to do it but i feel like um like it, it's because they've just been djing for so long it's they like the idea of doing production and stuff they just can't like because because they're older and you know uh, well actually no jay's still pretty young but i mean like it, it's 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 like starting over in a whole new world, yeah. eh? It, it's... Exactly. You need the time as well, because yeah, them, I think we all get the, the the pleasure and the benefit of when you're young being able to like have all that time in the in the world. Eh? Yeah, like, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, when you get old, it's like 
oh, you only have like two hours a day to work on this because before you got to, you know, start making dinner or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's yeah. really cool because I really want to like use this platform as well, bro, to help um, people find those windows of opportunity, even if they mm -hmm. are going through the day-to-day, eh, bro, and um, to know that, um, you know, sometimes if you really love what, what you do, um, yeah. you'll find that way to break through and um, find the opportunities, even if they're just small little things, because um, I think everything yeah. kind of adds up there, and um, hopefully people just can start to see little ways they might be able to start expressing themselves with music. Yeah. Especially as digital technology just makes it easier for us to do it, eh? 100%. Um, yeah, I, well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just cool to see a little, you know, the humble setup as well, my bro, and, um, you know, like, for people listening out there, from your experience, um, do you feel like people need to worry so much about studio gear? Because I know for me, uh, I've kind of debunked that with McDonald's. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, uh, is there some sort of gear that you do feel kind of helps you? I, okay, so, so if I'm going to be totally honest, just looking at my desk, right? Um, I, I have some pretty, <laughs> like, um, I, I feel like the, the making of music, right? If, you, if you're going to be producing music, you know, fully does not matter what you're listening on or as long as you uh, know what it sounds like and you know that, uh, like, even if you're just, you know, working on headphones, right? Yeah. Chuck it in the car. You, yeah. you know, everyone always has that moment where they listen in the car and if it doesn't sound good in the car, then it's not good enough. <laughs> But like, but like, I feel like if you're gonna do stuff like, um, like a lot of a lot of like the money that I earn from music is like ghost production and mix mastering. So like, I don't in my studio, I don't have like, you know, or oh, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but I can't stand KRKs, eh? <laughs> like, um, I've not a fan of like the small little like although you can get big krks and you know big yamahas and stuff i'm not a fan of like small studio monitors and stuff so like on my um desk i've got a um i've got some vintage really old vintage analog speakers these speakers that are here are 35 years old i think something like that like what like nearly you know one and a half you know of my lifespan and like that i like them a lot better than you know any uh uh digital speakers or something like that. like it just yeah. i don't know i'm really yeah i don't know <laughs> like I, and they're like you know they've got a separate cone for each frequency band and stuff like that it just exactly you know like you've literally had a nail in the head of engineering and, and there's some, some amazing engineering went on and, and even the earlier times to what we oh, hell yeah. I, I... technology Cause I mean, now with digital, it's almost like it's just easier to produce stuff in bulk. Whereas back then there would be so yeah. much more time and energy because exactly 100% like, um, and I suppose like the, the cool thing about like analog as well is that it's not, um, like, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, if you're, if you're doing mixing, mastering and stuff, you should be using accurate speakers and stuff. And I'm like, well, 
the reason I like analog speakers is because they're not made to like, you know, the analog, they don't have like a, they're not, they, they can't move the cone in and out as accurately as um, modern speakers. So they have a really nice warm feeling to them. And I mean, like, yeah, I don't know, it works in my studio and it, it just, yeah, yeah no, exactly. In a way, it's incredible how just that perception of what music starts to hear like when you're so used to hearing speakers yeah. where you actually start to like while you listen you're actually subconsciously listening on a whole lot of other speakers just while you're on that one speaker set and it's, mm. and it's something a lot of producers i think can really like we like to do little gold nuggets on beat photo and i'll literally say what we've just touched on here is a gold nugget um like i think a lot of engineers um, and people who are just audiophiles, they'll, they'll, they'll hear us out when we say, you get to a point where you wouldn't even realize it, but like you can start hearing what your music would sound like on so many systems. Yeah. You have all that experience just starting to get a gauge of, okay, like I've heard my music on the speakers. Then I went to go to the car. Then I realized all oh, that was what the car got to show me about this yeah when you actually start to do this so much times like you actually start to form that understanding in your brain so like yeah. even when you're just in mu enjoying music subconsciously you can always start to trust yourself more like um i think it's true when they say yeah you can like start to develop your ears and and actually you know yeah. Like, yeah. your ears you know you, those, those are your best you know your best friend when it comes to like music and and, and the more technical the engineering the actual composition of it you know yeah 100 i feel uh, like I've, yeah i don't know it just it, it really just depends on like what you what the purpose is if you're just doing production i mean like you can get studio monitors from, you know, i like yeah, yeah like it, it's what so it works for you what, right? what works for you exactly i yeah i don't know it just like i used to so last year when i was studying at um eit so um studying music right we had a uh, mix engineer and he was like real old school. So like um, we got along and stuff when, when I would talk about speakers and stuff, but he was always like, Oh, how can you master without having physical gear and stuff like that? And I was like, well, when you make it into an MP3 file, what is it? It's digital. I mean, like yeah. it doesn't like analog gear gives you a certain texture to it. Right. But like, ultimately you you do things to make it sound how you want to so if it came out too warm out of the you know analog gear then you would do some eq on it and make it less warm and stuff like that it's like you work with what you have yeah you you're you're at the end of it doesn't matter what the process of how you get there is as long as it sounds what you want it to sound like at the end yeah 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 That's oh it. yeah no, um, I'm so glad you touched on that point. I think we're we're always we're learning so much more now than we ever have before, um, and and just the the amount of um, people who bend the rules, cats like Skrillex, cats like Flume. Like the more we see the rules get bent, the more we like like everything we know like actually gets undone, eh? and then we have to go back to yeah. the drawing board and be like, wow, like there's so much un uncharted territory in audio. I think it's so exciting, eh? Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I like the way you put that. That, that's a really good way of putting it, actually. 
Yeah, yeah, especially with like film score and like how we're starting to hear new sounds we haven't heard before. Um, it's it's really exciting times, man. I really um like even the cats. One track bro that stood out for me was um Urban Dawn's Come Together. Like if you, it's it's a different bass track. Um, oh yeah, if, yeah. If you haven't, so you'll hear it in your own time. But um, once you hear it, you recognize it. It got played <laughs> out quite a bit. And the funny thing is. For people listening out there, I, I, I think it's a great example of a track where everyone across the internet, like production-wise, is like wondering how on earth the sort of sounds this man was able to like push out of speakers, like how yeah. how the sound has come out in the way it does. And by that I mean like you're hearing bass like coming out of treble sound, like like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this is when we start to dive into like the real technical nitty gritties of like, like oh, mate. get it, get it, get yeah, as yeah, deep yeah. as you want to get, mate. I will uh, yeah, like I literally hear like this this white noise that's <laughs> that's 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 like done in a way where it's harmonically like every single bit of harmonics from the sub layer to the right. where the sub can be pushed through, like by hacking like audio spectrum bro. It's crazy bro like like i really like that's me right there like cats like matt zo um he's got some incredible stuff as well and like i mean like for dead mouse to be doing that stuff back then for cats like skrillex and flume to be like hitting those territories back then it's it really goes to show like like the more we think we know about audio the more we just undo it and say look i think um iwi was a great example because we started to hear so much incredible experimental bass music man like um, yeah. i don't know if you heard got to hear my track on the ep but i i still oh, really don't know how i made it bro. <laughs> oh mate i all the time make like <laughs> oh mate there's so many times where i'll just be sitting there and i'll be fiddling and then i'll make a track and like in all honesty like there's there's probably like you know 10 tracks a year where i look back on them and i'm like damn i was smoking something really <laughs> hardcore that day <laughs> oh, oh no. that's beautiful and that's another funny thing is like the amount of project files you end up collecting oh mate crazy i mean uh some people have some crazy numbers what are you up to how many project files you have mr samir ah yes let's Ten, have a competition like, here <laughs> flps we have over 500 uh um, we have over 200 that are like some form of 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 audio out of it because a lot of them are just you know sounds 200 of those actually have something melodical or or structured uh, out of those probably like a hundred a hundred could actually be something but like that's just the, the, okay. the i just loaded know. up my splice okay <laughs> are you ready for this mr samir <laughs> and the whole new zealand and the world's ready for this bro. All right so in my in my um splice studio section right the amount of projects that it has listed here is 3465 <laughs> <laughs> in all honesty though most of those are like probably just like a four bar loop and stuff like that but like i mean like literally when i was in high school i'd just sit at the back of the class on my laptop because we were a laptop school right so we were all doing our work on laptops and stuff and i'd just sit there with my headphones on and i'd just be jamming out like 
song after song and you know just different ideas and recording them out and uh, <laughs> uh yeah and and that's such a beautiful testimony of like for people who are kids just how much 100 like, you get so much done eh yeah the world just well, everything around you just like disappears and you're just in that zone eh yeah, I, I suppose you can do that when you're younger, though, because you don't really have anything. I mean, like, I mean, some adults are in that type of state sometimes. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I really, I, I think, particularly for people who are older, I think another gem here is, despite how old you are and despite your commitments, I think, yeah, those windows of opportunity, even if it's just for one hour, if, it, mm. if you do only get one hour a day, just make that hour, like, the most magical mystical like hour mm. of um like getting into it eh? like just get into it so hard that like everything around you can just take a pause take a yeah. break and i think that's something that mcdonald's has helped me with like there's a set time in the week where <laughs> everything i know about the world flips upside down and like I'm, I'm sitting at a desk for some like inspiration and some different surroundings and 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 you know, I think it's just things like that, eh, bro? Yeah, one hundred percent. Um Oh, and actually, oh I've had I I was I was I completely forgot to say this, but um back back when you were mentioning about the um like um sub harmonics and stuff, um you've listened to F Witch, eh? Oh yeah, um that, that track the... called the Lipsa. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, so because you were talking about that, I was like, oh, have you heard a, have you heard Athwich? Because that's exactly what I did in that track, you know, with the with the um, bouncing the noise off of the sub harmonic. That was um, that that's such an easy sound to make. It's just you know the sine wave being thrown with some noise into the um, distortion and serum but i recently actually i think it was like a week or two ago i was um working on a track and um i wasn't uh i couldn't get the like with the distortion i couldn't get the harmonics that i wanted or the overtones right so um this is just something you know that that i just really I was so desperate to get this exact sound that I wanted that I started adding in individual sine waves and putting them at different frequencies so that I could get the exact harmonic that I wanted. And it was just that, that, that just reminded me of that. Not <laughs> going so much out of the, like the norms and you start finding those happy accidents. Mm -hmm. eh, <laughs> Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and just do it the most tedious way possible. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. But um, yeah, just kind of before we we start to come things to a close, there, my bro. Um, yeah, as you as you touched upon that track on Ewe, um, that was that was so super cool because that's actually how I found out for you first. Um, when well, we were getting into it, and um, I, I believe I wasn't on Ewe for too long. Um, yeah, when you came through, and and then long long behold, the track came out, and it was, <laughs> it, was it was really cool to just get to know you through the music man um and and since then you know just keeping up with the beats here and there too my bro and um yeah man it's 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 exciting so like in terms of like where you're up to now with music um is there anything you can say that's coming up shortly or oh yeah, my kid yeah. okay so so on my instagram i don't know if you follow me on instagram but um i've so i used to upload every single day right as you do on your stories and um 
I've stopped for the past two months because I'm working on some, oh, oh, there's so much. There's just, well, there's not, there's not like a lot, but there's some really um, insane stuff that I've been like, I found like two new techniques in production. Like, um, have you heard of like, did you know if you get, oh, you don't use Ableton, do you? No, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you can recreate the this technique with the actual OTT compressors. But if you chuck like for example, twenty seven copies of the OTT, you can turn any sound into like a really glitchy, weird, like um, distorted sound, right? And so that for the past like two months, I've been playing around with that, and that's how I've got all my fills for the next few tracks that I'm working on. And like even some of the um, basters, I've just chucked the, you know, the OTTs on there, chucked heaps of camel fat on there, just distorted them to like no tomorrow. And you like look at the waveform, and it's just like straight <laughs> clipped to no tomorrow way. But like there's some insane sounds that I've um, managed to, uh, you know, come together, and it's just um, that you know, in terms of music, that's that's what's going on with music. Um, I have. There is uh, a little bit of um, sort of Iwi-related project that I'm working on at the moment. So uh, do you remember when um, Troy was making that merch store? Yeah. Like Iwi and stuff, and then he sent through that screenshot of um, an Iwi website? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you know who programmed that website? I did. And... Um, it's sort of like the merch store and all that sort of just drifted, drifted off into the background and, um, uh, you know, nothing really came of it. And then like, you know, two months ago, like I said, I've been working very, very hard for the past two months. I decided it would be a cool idea to like actually finish it off and stuff. And, um, it, or I was actually working on it today as well. And, um, I've been working on like, Oh, well, I haven't even told Troy that I've been doing this either. Like I've, um, I've been working on like, so like, you know, just the normal website, like a normal collective website you'd get. Right. So it's got the artist page and loads all the, you know, artists in dynamically with like, um, databases and stuff. And like, I've made it so that like, you know, users can edit their own profiles and all of this and like some really insane stuff. But on top of that, I thought it'd be real cool if there was like a place where everyone from the Iwi Collective could just chuck up like resources and stuff for people to share and like have a, you know, like a shared drive type of thing on the website and be able to, you know, like upload and stuff. And I was thinking um, like uh, in terms of like, say, say for the music page, right. You know how like um, you have like a SoundCloud embed. Yeah. yeah right. Well, I was thinking, well, um, like later on, you know, once, once I've got everything else sorted out, I was thinking, well, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a place where we could like, like there's a music player on the page, right? Where, um, like it, it dynamically loads all of the stuff from SoundCloud and loads anything that's not from SoundCloud as well into this one thing. Right. So, for example, if you tried to upload a mix and it wouldn't upload to SoundCloud or whatnot for copyright reasons, right? You could upload it to Ewe, the the web page, right? And it would load that alongside all of the SoundCloud ones, and you could play everything from the same place. Yeah, with the APIs, all loaded. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. And um, 
yeah, I've been working on that at the moment. And like, you're the first person, like everyone on the stream is the first person to hear about it. Troy hasn't even heard about it. No one else from you has heard about it. It's yeah. just... No, I appreciate yeah. you, Rogan. I know you understand. I'm I'm a bit into my uh, web coding too, and all the. Oh, mate, we should we should link up on this project. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beautiful thing about the music community. Everyone knows this. it's just uh-huh. amazing how much. There's music. so many awesome like. It's really weird, eh? Because like you know, like we we log into Ewe right, and we say whatever to everyone, but like I don't like. It, there's no thing that says what everyone does, eh? And you don't know what everyone does until you're like put out a message to the thing and you're like, oh, who can, you know, do some like character drawings or like some, some artwork or whatnot. And like everyone, like just this random person will come in and show all their amazing artwork that no one else knew about. And we're like, and you didn't tell us about this <laughs> earlier, eh? <laughs> Exactly, man. I'm just really like to see everyone stand to really stand tall and like their talents and gifts, eh? Because we all yeah. we all have a gift, man. And the world will the world. One hundred percent. That's it's another yeah. thing. Before we finish off, just for everyone listening, and you know, people go through their times, you know, challenging, tough times of life. And yeah. I think that's something for everyone to take away is everyone listening here. You have a gift, day eh? and it's about knowing how to unleash yeah, it going for it eh? yeah yeah because the world the world the world needs it like like the superhero sort of thing yeah like you the what? world needs you you know no <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good my bro but um yeah no i think that gives us a wrap there my bro and um I've, I've, it's been such a pleasure and honor having you and uh, i know everyone's gonna really enjoy it and huge um, pleasure being on here <laughs> yeah so many people you wouldn't believe who actually um have have actually come in and said no nah, like this beat front of things really cool um, no, man it's huge far out i think i think you're gonna do good with this man <laughs> oh man, <stop laughs> like this is so i'll sound that little sound bite there and i can listen back and like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome yeah. my man well everyone that has been beat final episode 23 uh with digi and if you enjoyed the show uh please support us where you can uh, you'll find us on facebook uh instagram all that good stuff we also got um yeah a place where you can support us we're on um patreon uh you can also check out all our donation other donation options there uh and yeah big shouts to all our sponsors as well uh for everyone who's just been supporting sharing uh thank you all um it's been so awesome to get this far and uh, we couldn't have done it without you so Please keep doing that. Uh, keep supporting and stay tuned for more future episodes here on the Final Podcast. <laughs>